Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. H-A-R-A-R, capital A-R-T. capital A-R-T. <laughs> well, I just completely messed that up, Mary. <laughs> you know what? I see, you usually do it. I should have just left it to you. <laughs> you are talented. You don't have to spell. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you I think have perfect that was pitch. A, I think that was affirming. I think it was. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. So good to see you. You too. I missed you last week. You were here. I was not. You got to talk to our friend, Gay Pricer and, yes. and the opera. Opera Orlando. Things are going well with them. Yes, and the Opera Orlando because opera comes first. Yes, yes. I, I love how they read, how they switch that yes, around a little bit. Yes. I love Gabe and his amazing work and his Me team too. and all that they're doing. There's a part in the opera that they're doing uh, where it's, uh, I'll think of the title in a minute, forgive me. Uh-huh. That's how my mind is working today. Um, where there's one person that will always be asked to come in, someone usually from the community or whatever, uh-huh. to do this one line. And I've been asked to do that one line. Oh, mm-hmm. what is that one line? Are you allowed to tell? You know what? I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> Just because I have to ask. There, you know, In case it is a ritual or something. I mean, the fact that it's one line, it's pretty special. You probably don't want to give it away. It will be special. Because if you give away your one line, what is there left to give? <laughs> <laughs> so last you. week I I did miss being here, but I was uh, out west. I was enjoying uh, my forty first birthday. I got birthday. To, thank you. I got to go to Crater Lake National Park, and it was mm. so beautiful and twenty four feet of snow. Wow! So now being back here today in Orlando, where it's almost ninety degrees, that's a little bit. Of, it was sixteen degrees, and it felt like nine. What was the most outstanding thing that you saw there? Well, what was crazy was uh, there was only part of the national park that was open. And um, the one part that was open, the the snow was so deep that you were literally walking on the treetops. You could see the tops of the trees coming out of the snow and you were walking on it. It was just so bizarre. (laughs) And the Crater Lake Lodge was um, is actually four stories high, but you could only see one level of the windows, which is like. Just that's amazing, unbelievable to me. But you know, it was just beautiful. It really was. It was beautiful, and every time I'm able to get out into nature and experience that, I feel so lucky and so blessed. So but I love that it's winter and you go see snow and people who are in snow. <laughs> so so come to here. Yeah, exactly. I was out at uh, one of the hotels for a conference last week here in Orlando, and people were swimming in the pools. And you know, it's like. Here, winter means nothing here. Sure. So uh, anything you saw good in the arts or experience? Well, yes, as a matter of fact. I had the honor of hosting the press conference for uh, Cirque du Soleil. And so oh, it was actually a preview. Uh, and then cool. a talk back with a lot of the creators. It was, t- the talent in that room was astounding. But the show is not to be missed. Seriously, if there's any way any of you listening can find a way to get to that show once it opens, you must. It is something that takes you outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Your spirit just flies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an animator that knows he's going to pass and leaves a lot of letters and assignments for his daughter to do and drawings to complete and her process. And you see the pieces come together that she draws through only the way. And when Cirque puts on a show, it's like a living dream. Yeah. And you watch these incredible physical artists 
take your spirit and you fly with them. It's uh, just I amazing. Love that. And it's called Drawn to Life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drawn to Life. You know, when they closed La Nuba, I was like, and they, and they said they were going to basically gut the place and create a whole new show. I thought, that's going to take forever. And now here it is. Here it, it is. It feels like it's been no time. It's probably been a year or two, but it feels like no time. So I'm super excited about one outstanding moment was this one large pencil that got lowered and this one man came out and did just beautiful movements on this pencil all over and strength holding himself with one arm. And my husband draws with a pencil. I'm going to get him one of those. Well, I do that sometimes. I, you know, hold myself up against a pencil, you know, I'll lend it to you as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to mention before we dive into our talking to our wonderful guest today, you know, there's a, the Orlando Philharmonic is really doing a beautiful concert in a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, around, we had them on the show around the, the, the idea of, you know, people experience homelessness and the emergency shelters. And so, um, that is on March 21st to listeners, March 21st. Um, and they're doing a couple of talkbacks and some things leading up to that to really draw attention. Uh, the March 15th are the the talkbacks and the panel. Will it be at Bob Carr? It will be at the Plaza. The Plaza. Yeah, the Plaza. Plaza Live. It will be. Yeah. And so they're having a mass choir and then, of course, the Philharmonic and they're premiering this piece. Uh, the other thing I just mentioned, uh, the ballet, our friends of the ballet are doing a, a show called Made in the USA um, that's happening also that same week before that. Uh, and I had lunch with Robert Hill yesterday. Aww. And, you know, he's going back on stage. He so, is? Yeah. So the artistic director, Lando Ballet, Aww. who danced professionally with Julie Kent at, you know, American Ballet Theater in New York City Ballet. Yeah. by... Um, a very famous ballet yes, dancer. I, I know. I'm going to say Baryshnikov, and then it will have been. Uh, it wasn't Baryshnikov, but he did dance so with Baryshnikov. I'll, I'll remember the name in a minute. Yes, but he, um, but he's taking the stage again to do a piece, um, and it's actually in a big, beautiful dress, and it's really going to be. Oh my! It's goodness. worth the like ticket price just to go and see Robert Hill. Robert back Hill, on stage. yes. So our friends in our arts community are doing some really neat stuff over the next couple of weeks. So oh. go and check it out. Uh, you can look at OrlandoAtPlay.com to get the information on all of those exciting events. So let's talk to our friends at the University of Central Florida uh, in the School of Performing Arts uh, and the School of Visual Arts and the School of Arts, uh, so many (laughs) arts, they're doing everything out there. And we're getting ready for a really cool event that happens at the Dr. Phillips Center called UCF Celebrates the Arts. And today, we have Michael Weinstein, who is the director of the School of Performing Arts, but he's also the producer of this event, and Carrie Watson, who is an assistant professor of art, art history, uh, but she's really representing the School of Visual Arts today in this conversation. And then Heather, Heather Gibson, who is the director of marketing and communications for the College of Arts and Humanities, and she's on the steering committee, but I also think that probably Heather has all the answers to everything that we could probably ask about this, because <laughs> she's been around since the beginning. So welcome to all three of you. Welcome. Thank you. So nice. glad that you're here. So Carrie, I got to meet you actually at a really cool conference at the Dr. Phillips Center for for the Arts, the Creating Healthy Communities Conference. And um, you had mentioned to me briefly there about the work that you were doing with the prison program, which is really cool. I know we're not here to talk about that today, but it's still really, really cool. But tell us, why is UCF Celebrates the Arts important? And what when did you get involved? Um, well, yeah, we did meet at that conference. It was fantastic. So thank you. Um, I have been on the steering committee, I think, for the last four of the five years of uh, UCF Celebrates the Arts. Um, it's a wonderful program. Um, great, uh, usually two weeks of arts programming at Dr. Phillips. Uh, so it's really wonderful for our visual arts and design students and our performing arts students uh, to get to showcase their work Um you know, in a really central location uh, where more of the community can come and see what they've been um, working on and doing. So 
it's been really nice to have that venue, a uh, real professional venue for our students. Yeah, I think it's great for, for the venue, but I also think it's great for the community because, you know, as a part of the Art Center's mission of Arts for Every Life, I feel like UCF Celebrates the Arts is one of those moments where that's a real true statement because either things are free or they're $5 or $10. I mean, people can really come and experience great art. Including students. Including students, so yeah. Movies are more than $10 often mm-hmm. I these know. Days. So um, what a really great way to, to, to showcase the mission of our art center, too, by the work that, that you're doing there. So you said this got started five years ago, Heather. When you were in it from the very beginning, what was the first conversation like with uh, with probably Jeff, the the dean of arts and Media's? What? Why did you even decide to do this? Sure. Well, UCF has a residency in at Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts, and we had time to use those wonderful spaces and be let our students have access to professional facilities, and which we don't have on campus. And so it was. How can we get as many students as possible across those stages and let them have access to that facility? How can we make sure that the community is engaged in seeing what we're doing at UCF? It's a haul to walk to go out to campus sometimes. People <laughs> don't want to make that drive all right. the time. So we're bringing the art to them. And, and so we just started playing around with ideas. And, and, and Dean Moore had this, this vision that we would have this large orchestral concert with a with a physicist and and a narration we brought in brian green and kate mulgrew the actress from orange is the new black Mm -hmm. and um and we had a big orchestra concert and and other events as well and it was it was kind of like how just bring whatever you're doing on campus down to dr phillips center in april and and let's see what happens Mm. and i just remember sitting there on that first day we that year it was unticketed and everything was free i remember that i was there for the first we just sat there holding our breath like is anyone going to come? <laughs> and they did. They yeah. did. And they've been coming ever since. And it's, it's just been wonderful. We've been seeing the, a number of events that we do every year has been growing. The number of patrons are coming every year. And it's, it's, it's been it's a lot of fun. How many students are involved, Michael, or roughly over that 10, 12 days? It varies from year to year, but probably 400. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. We estimate a thousand people on those stages. Wow! <laughs> Between the visual arts and design, the technicians, and then we also have the middle and high school students. Mm. Oh, and and how do middle and high school students play into this? We do um, clinics invited invitationals or what we call them, and we have a percussion invitational, a band invitational, a chorus invitational, and students come from the region in this year with the band invitational nationally wow. they come uh, and they are in clinics all day on the Dr. Phillips stages with major clinicians. And then in the evening we perform the UCF ensembles perform and those kids are in the audience watching uh, the artists they've been studying with all day. Mm. Um, so it's a very inclusive event that involves that literally thousands of, mm. of area students. Have any of the students who have participated to this point, gotten back to you with the difference it's made in their life? Any of their comments that stick out to you? Um, Good question, man. Yeah, that's a a probing and incisive question that's going to take a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet moments are perfect for radio. Well, here's a good one. Um, The first year, Heather, you're going to need to help me a little here. The first year, that that young lady who was uh, pictured in the brochure. Abby Jaros. Abby Jaros came back last year in Hamilton. Wow. And she was the brochure poster child for the first uh, celebration for the arts. So 
it, I don't know if the celebration in in specifically was the reason that she got into Hamilton, but it was certainly played into her experience. Part of her journey. Yeah. It, so our dancers in particular have a, a great experience at UCF Celebrates the Arts because we don't have a sprung stage on campus. Mm. They, ca- they cannot physically dance on campus uh, without potentially harming their legs. Tell our listeners what a sprung stage is. Mm. It's a stage with literally like s- uh, springs and it's got springs, it's got cork, it's got uh, materials underneath it so that it has give. Mm-hmm. So that when you hit the stage, it's, it's very inti- infin- infinitesimal. You can't really feel. It's not like when you walk. Right. It's on not like stage. a trampoline, but but it has it. There's. It's not like a, a cement hard, floor where right. when you land on it, there's no give. Right. There's give, which actually mm-hmm. allows for a healthy use of the floor by the dancers, so they can leap and jump and land, and you know, it just gives them a little spring. Love were you that a, in my were house. you a dance? Yeah. <laughs> were you a dancer, Michael? I studied dance for about fifteen years. Okay. Oh, yeah. I knew you were a performer, but in I didn't know which days. discipline. Okay. Which in my dance? younger and thinner days. Ballet or jazz? Uh, I studied ballet, jazz, a uh, little tap, but mostly ballet and jazz. Nice. Cool. Well, it's nice to have a director who's also walked in those shoes and, and yeah. understands it. So there are three words, and we have to go to break for a second, but there are three words that you guys are using to really talk about UCF celebrates the arts, and that's creativity, innovation, and collaboration. Why those three words, Carrie? Or maybe pick one of them and say, this is why this is important to UCF. Well, I think collaboration is the word that I would focus in on because it's amazing to see um, the way the different departments and schools and students from different disciplines across the campus either come together to put on and participate in the performances or come as audience members Mm. and participate. When you asked about student feedback, I was just actually reading some responses that students said. And one said to me uh, in their response that they were so thrilled because they had never um, seen a play Mm. at UCF. They had never... um, you know, gone over to the theater department, hadn't um, met those students. So I think it really brings our whole university community. You would think on the campus, some of that would be going on, but something about this removed space Uh. brings people together to collaborate in a way that they hadn't thought about on campus and just to meet people that they wouldn't have met. So that's interesting. So I was thinking collaboration, like all these different partners and all, but you were thinking of it in terms, which I love is the students among the different parts of the Mm -hmm. university Mm -hmm. coming to this neutral ground in downtown Orlando and kind of intersecting together. I love that. When we come back, I want to talk about ways that we can help support um, collaborating and bringing the news out. Um, we, we will be right, right back, listeners. We are um, Joshua Vickery, Mary Thompson Hunt here on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart with Mary Thompson Hunt and myself, Joshua Vickery. Thank you for tuning in this evening. Hope that you've had a great week and a lovely Sunday evening, uh, wherever this evening brings you. Uh, we, we are talking today to three leaders at uh, UCF in the arts department, and that is Michael and Carrie and Heather. And they are here talking about UCF Celebrates the Arts. It's this wonderful 12-day festival 
that the students uh, put on in, in a variety of programs and offerings at the Dr. Phillips Center. And it's a great relationship that they have uh, as a part of um, their partnership. And so we want to dive a little bit more into, and we know the schedule starts on April the 7th and ends on April the 19th with a few days off in there for Easter. Uh, but we want to dive into um, maybe some of the actual offerings because there's so much happening that listeners, no matter what you love in the arts, you can find something that you can connect with um, here at UCF Celebrates the Arts. So why don't we start with you, Michael? What are maybe, what's some of the couple of things that you're really excited about this year? I think the uh, anchor events um, are the dance concert, which is um, on the Friday what is it? Saturday night, the second. Saturday, Saturday at seven thirty. Saturday the eighteenth at seven thirty. I'm looking at the beautiful brochure. Oh, That's how you. I know. <laughs> um, why I'm excited about the dance concert is well, first of all, we have a very big dance minor at uh, in this school of performing arts, and um, this particular event is going to be fifteen uh, premiere pieces, five created by students who competed uh, to get one of those five slots, or about. 40 entries and five were selected, five by alumni from the program and five by faculty of the program. So it's going, there's going to be tap and jazz and ballet, comic uh, routines, uh, serious ones. Do you have an improv Um, group going up? uh, Mm -hmm. So it'll be, it'll be a wonderful, you know, showcase of dance at UCF, but also you know, multi-generational bands that you see. Yeah, that's then, amazing. I love and I love how you, you know, divide it out between alumni and mm-hmm. faculty and students and kind of give everybody a chance. Yep. But 15 original pieces, that's yes. a lot. Have you, Has UCF ever done that yeah, kind of aggressive that's, program? That's standard, pretty standard. Okay. They're all five minutes, five to mm-hmm. seven minutes. They're not long pieces. Then the next one uh, that I'm excited about is our jazz concert on the first Friday uh, it will be um, Jeff Rupert who does one. At, you know, he's the head of our jazz program, and he always puts on an incredible show. Uh, Bert uh, Scott, who's one of our lighting designers, creates a wonderful lighting design. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an event. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's you know it's a very big event, uh, and we have a great big band, and we bring in artists from New York to do the headlining vocals. And this year it's going to be into the zone. It's going to be sort of inspired by the Twilight Zone and all that 60s fun cool. music. Uh, then Michael, the la- before you move on, I think you're underselling the Flying Horse Big Band a little bit. They are, <laughs> they are not just great. They are like amazing. amazing. They are chart-topping. <laughs> these, are, these are a group of students who are recording albums, and they are, chop- they are topping charts. As a matter of fact, their, their new album is out right now, and it's number seven on the 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 national jazz chart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow! 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 Yeah. Why are they called the Flying Horse? You know, it's like it, it folds the into Pegasus. UCF. Yes, and yeah, because mm-hmm. I noticed that your your night was a a night of dance. Yes. yes. Did you come Wait. up with that, Heather? No, I didn't. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Devonda Simmons is singing too. She's amazing. <laughs> she's, she's wonderful. Love her. And then the third event uh, that we're excited about, of course, is Oceana, which uh, it's a it's an original composition by Stella Sung. Uh, who was uh, a while back a music faculty, but now she's over in Create, is it called? Yes, um, she's the director of Create. Director of Create. And she. this is an original piece, and it's inspired by her um, interest in the in, in noise pollution in the oceans. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we will premiere the piece, which is a multi, it's, a, it's an audiovisual music piece played by the UCF Orchestra. Uh, and... Um, we're going to have really cool like AI opportunities for a couple of people in the audience. 
And then there's going to be the rest of the program. Chung Park, who is our fantastic mm-hmm. symphony conductor, uh, will be conducting the other pieces in the program. Uh, and we'll also have a lot of associated events with that with some scientists doing a panel. Uh, so instead of just, you know, an orchestra event, it's an orchestra event that pervades into a lot of different areas and, and collaborates with a lot of different programs so that we can make it, uh, you know, more uh, cohesive to sort of the whole idea that she's trying to affect with her piece. My goodness, noise pollution in the ocean. That's nothing I knew to get yeah, thought to, but even, it makes absolute sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that is only, um, what I'm just trying to look at the ticket price on that. It's like 10 bucks. Well, we, we start at five. Yeah, it start started at five dollars. Five, and then we have a couple, you know, for the people who really want to support UCF, they can spend 50. But Okay, you got to um, throw that in there, producer. <laughs> I know. You know <laughs> we have $20 seats, $10 seats. We scale the house. And, you know, it's interesting. Last year when we did uh, um, the jazz show in Titanic, they, we People are very generous, and they, the $50 and $20 seats sold out, yeah. so that was a good thing. Well, it's amazing, though, that for any of those ticket prices, even if you're able to get in for the $5, that you're able to see an original composition. Mm-hmm. You get to have this really scientific conversation with great panels and experts. You get to download the app and participate in the concert. What an amazing, you know, mm-hmm. immersive experience yes. you guys have created. When I think of collaboration, that UCF Symphony Orchestra concert really, it, it, it embodies the idea mm-hmm. of interdisciplinary activity and collaboration across the university. So we have Stella's I, a creative thinker, and one of her concerns is that the generations who are aging right now uh, are happy to sit in and watch a symphony orchestra concert, but younger generations want more. Mm-hmm. And so she's thinking and doing a lot of research on how can we engage people in other ways during symphony orchestra concerts and get and build and grow audiences. So, so the piece that she's written has beautiful large format marine photos that will um, be on the screen by Annie Crowley, and she's an underwater diver and photographer. And um, and then we have the. Bi- uh, biologists and marine biologists from UCF Coastal and from out of town who are going to be coming and talking about this before. So there'll be a panel discussion before that piece is performed. But it, it's not just that one piece. The symphony orchestra is also performing Beethoven, uh, the Pastoral Symphony. And with that piece, we have the School of Visual Arts and Design. Their, their graduate MF um, character animation students are do, um, have animated a piece. So Chung Park, the director and the conductor, of the symphony wrote a p- uh, story and then these character animation students designed an animation to go with wow. one of the movements. That's so cool. And Talk about al- creativity and innovation. Yeah. <laughs> and we also, um, you want to talk about what we do, the animations that we show before all the events in the pew. Well, yeah, we have such an amazing character animation program in the school of visual arts and design. Um, and so our students are, um, showing some of their work uh, before the other programs, the before dance concerts, before um, music performances. Um, but then they're also doing a full um, animation showcase on um, Saturday the 18th in the evening, um, showing their um, films that they've made over the last year, many of which are award-winning. Wow. Um, they really do a wonderful job. Um, uh, so we're really happy about uh, the work that they're doing. And then our studio artists as well um, are making sculptures inspired by the work of Dorothy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year is the centennial of her birth. Um, and you might be familiar with Gillespie. There's a wonderful large sculpture by her in the parking garage that's right by 
uh, Dr. Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are pieces uh, around Orlando. I think there are some also um, at the airport. She's in the collection of the Guggenheim. She was really um, a, a trailblazer uh, for women in the arts and sculptors mm. uh, specifically. So our students have been studying her this year and making sculptures inspired by her that will be on view in the lobby of Dr. Phillips throughout the festival. Wow. Oh, uh, so we, our, our art students really enjoy uh, getting involved in making this work. Um, and actually there will be a panel about women in the art uh, where Dorothy Gillespie's son will introduce the the women uh, wow. of Orlando who are big in the art world today. I was just so, going to ask oh, you about that. Wow. <laughs> so you read my mind. Yeah, women first at UCF. I love that. Well, women first is the that's a, a different a different thing? one. Okay. There's, we have two panels this year about women. Nice. Go, us. Go women. Go women. <laughs> um, the, the women in art panel is featured. The features the women. Yeah, uh-huh. the women in art panel is on Wednesday the fifteenth. Oh, I see that. Yeah, 15th. And then there's uh-huh. also a women first, mm-hmm. which is specifically about. Um, women at UCF, and that one is April 10th on Friday, April 10th. And that right. is a col- collaboration between our women and gender studies uh-huh. faculty and students and our history fa- students. Wow! And so they have an exhibit on campus right oh. now, and then they're going to be bringing it down to Dr. Phillips Center. They'll have an exhibit with um, banners that that highlight some of the accomplishments of women at UCF throughout our existence, so 60 years, mm-hmm. and um, and then there will be. Um, the theater department is putting together costumes that might be examples of what these women might have been wearing. Mm-hmm. So look for some big shoulder pads um, in the 80s. <laughs> Any monologues? Of- <laughs> and then they'll be doing a panel of, um, no, they're just going to be costumes. No, I was just no. wondering if yeah. there's any performance art with as We don't have any performance well. art with that one, um, but there is a panel that where we'll be having some um, some notable women, including Anna Eskamani is going to be joining us. Oh, awesome. So, so we're looking at this wonderful uh, pamphlet here that, breaks it all down. For our listeners, can they go to a website? Would yes. you repeat that again? All of the art offerings at UCF in general are at arts.ucf.edu. And once you're there, you can click a big orange button that says celebrates the arts and you can get there. It easily lists everything. Um, so there's a chronological list of all of the events and you can get tickets there as well. Um, even, even our free tickets, uh, free events do require tickets. Um, so that we don't oversell. So don't right. oversell. Um, yeah, we do have, have a few events that are sold out already. more popular, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And they, can, and they can reserve right online, but if they forget arts, the the uh, arts at arts.ucf.edu, they can just Google celebrate the arts UCF and mm-hmm. it'll take you to the same place. Can, they can also call that, in or come in person, but the, the website is easy. So and there's then, a couple other disciplines maybe we haven't talked about yet. If people are into that, what should you have opera well, yeah, as well? I was going to say... Um, we are doing L'Italiana in Algeri, which is actually the Italian girl of Algiers. Uh-huh. And we're doing that. And we're all, that's the opera. We're doing a wonderful showcase of our senior musical theater students called. It's been changed so many times. I don't remember where we oh, were. Oh, I a was night just to shine. looking a at night A Night to, night to Shine. shine. Back <laughs> and to the that, will be, that will be a, a wonderful two performance uh, show. So there's two opportunities to see that show, which will be a cabaret of Broadway tunes. And then Carrie is um, running the the uh, Big Read, and, and we're also doing a collaboration between theater and the Big Read, so maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we're really excited. This is our fifth NEA Big Read um, mm-hmm. at UCF, and this year we will be reading and are reading Tim O'Brien's The Things They Carried, mm-hmm. uh, which is a book that, really a memoir of the Vietnam War. So we've partnered with the History Department and Veterans Affairs at UCF oh, cool. um, to do a day of 
programming on Saturday, Saturday the 18th in the afternoon um, that engages with uh, the book, The Things They Carried. So we have, um, we're going to have a staged reading inspired uh, by Themes of War by uh, uh, Mark Brotherton, one of our faculty members, is putting together some students who will be uh, doing a, a staged reading. We have showcases by the VARC, the Veterans Affairs uh, Resource Center at UCF, uh, by the UCF uh, Community Veterans Project, the Oral History Project. There's several projects in the history department. Uh, and then our art students are making work inspired by the book that will be also on display. Um, and uh, we also will be having an art exhibit in the UCF Art Gallery on the main campus in um, uh, collaboration with the Big Read uh, that will open after Celebrates ends. Um, but that will also feature some contemporary artists whose work engages with themes of war. So um, we, we love the Big Read because mm. it really brings together all of the departments in the College of Arts and Humanities. Um, you know, obviously it's a book, so our English and writing and rhetoric and, and literary folks get involved. In this case, the history department, the art department, the theater department, everyone working together. Um, and there will be some other things by our English colleagues as well. Um, we have a wonderful literary journal, the Florida Review, um, that will be at um, celebrates throughout the week. Um, the so MFA the people, creative writing students are doing yeah. a liter a literature game. I would say they they're taking um, subjects that that audience audience suggestions, and then they're going to write short pieces and then read them. Oh, that's and great! So it, and our artists uh, are do a similar one called Creative Clash. So they have one hour. They're given a topic, and they have one hour to to create a piece of work as well. So those are two timed, I would call them exhibitions, we call them lobby experiences. So in the lobby, we have exhibits that are there all the time, and we have experiences that happen at specific times. And the website, arts.ucf.edu, lays those out so you know when when you can see something. Well, and the... Oh, you know what? Hold that thought, because we will be right back, <laughs> There's listeners. so much to talk about, I there know. Is. Thank you so much for being here. Listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Magic 107.7 FM, from the heart. Back to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. This is Joshua with my friend Mary, and we are having a great conversation today uh, with our with our friends from UCF Celebrates the Arts, uh, which is an incredible festival of all kinds of arts offerings uh, at UCF at the Dr. Phillips Center, happening Tuesday, April the seventh through Sunday, April the nineteenth. And we were just chatting on the break that there is truly something for everyone and for all ages. And so Heather, you were saying that um, there's definitely opportunities for families to come and connect with the festival, right? Absolutely. We've made a, a effort every year to have some family-friendly events. One year we even had an event for prenatal parents and their, their families. Really? This year we have theater for the very young, and that is for ages zero to five with their caregivers. So it's a theater event where we can introduce the littlest, littlest people to theater. And then we also have Princess at um, on Sunday, uh, April 19th, same day following that. And that one's for more ages six and up. And that is um, a family-friendly interactive musical. And um, then we have the same day, we have the National Young Composers Challenge Composium. And I would say that one's for a slightly older kid, maybe around eight and up. And for adults is certainly as well. What this one is, is 
young composers from around the country have written pieces, and they are, uh, out of a large pool of applicants, get selected to have their pieces performed by the Orlando Philharmonic Orchestra. The youngest being eight? They, they, any age up to age 18 can, can submit and they are phenomenal. You would never know that any of these pieces were not written by a a professional. They are, they're just lovely pieces and to have the opportunity to have their piece not only played, but recorded, they're handed a recording afterwards of their piece being performed by a professional orchestra. That's a free event and people can come and go. And so one of the things that's nice about that is it's a great way to expose new people to orchestral music because you don't have to pay anything. You can come for one piece. You can come for the entire six hours, but it, there's, it, it's an easy piece to... Will to, all of the composers be there, even the ones that came from out west? They, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. All, all of the composers come. They, have, they get to talk with the musicians and Christopher Wilkins, who um, directs the orchestra that day. They, they, they get to interact and engage, and the students, they're just, the conversations are wonderful and heartwarming. It's, it's a lovely Do event. they get a little Q&A after one of their pieces? Not with the audience, I don't believe, no, but there curious. is a reception following that everybody is invited to, so you can go meet the artists at that time. And I think this is, is this new that the that the um, Composer's Challenge has been a part of UCF Celebrates? Because yeah. it's usually its own this is the thing, second right? Year. So, second year. The second year we've pulled it in with UCF Celebrates the Arts, and it's a, it's a good opportunity because we do have a relationship, a partnership with the Orlando Philharmonic Orchestra and with National Young Composer's Challenge, so we can all be in that space at one time. Yeah, that's great. And, and you already have a built-in audience that's coming, and, and you can really help them because I know that was part of it was that they wanted people to come and listen to mm-hmm. these students' great work. So I'm so glad that it's been joined. Well, speaking of music, uh, Michael, I know there's also some great choral and vocal offerings too. Absolutely. At UCF Music, we have all kinds of ensembles and instrumentalists and singers. And so this year... Um, we will start off with a percussion concert with Ivan Trevino. Uh, we're going to be presenting a wind ensemble concert on the next night. So let me ask you a question. What is a percussion ensemble? It is, a, it, is, it is it just an ensemble of percussion. No. Percussion <laughs> is, is everything from drums to timpani to... Um, Triangle? Else? No, what is it? Maramba. Maramba. Um, and uh, anything that people bang on. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Uh, if last year, if anybody came uh, to our choir concert, they would have seen the American Gamelon, which is a was a huge instrument created by a, a musician slash artist that was very non traditional, and but yet you banged on it and it okay. made different. You know, it's quite interesting. Fine. Uh, we have the jazz concert. Then we, on Saturday, the 11th of April, we're going to have a very special day. We have, we're celebrating Beethoven. So we're going to have the string, uh, Pegasus String Quartet that night earlier. Uh, and then the Beethoven 250th birthday septet will be played on the 14th uh, by seven uh, of our faculty members. But on April 11th, we're having the choral concert which is called uh, a Choral Prism Concert. It's very special to us because it will be the last time that David Bruner, who has been Mm. the director of choral activities for over 25 years, who is retiring, uh, will be uh, conducting his last concert. And there'll be a special alumni alumni ensemble singing as well as all the UCF ensembles. So So everybody who's been under his leadership for the last 25 years has been invited back to perform. That's so neat. Um, on, uh, over the next week, we have the Beethoven Septet and then, of course, the Oceana concert as well. We also have a wonderful array of, of theater opportunities. We talked about the Night to Shine, but 
Uh, Orlando Shakes, who's one of our partners, will be presenting Henry V, a stage reading mm. on Monday the 13th. And then we talked about the Orlando Rep uh, performances on Sunday, April 19th. It's we really also have an improv program. Uh, and uh, what is the improv program? That's on Monday, April 13th. Monday, April 13th. We have three student groups performing that night. And on the 15th, we have Project Spotlight, which is our new play that we present every year at the festival. And so was the Project Spotlight, was because I was reading about that, is that written by a student? It, this year it, it happens to be, yes. And so this, I'm just going to read this to you listeners. It's a um, written by John Norton, and it views the Space Shuttle Challenger tragedy from the eyes of Kristen McAuliffe's students and looks at how the disaster continues to inspire people today, uh, not just about space travel, but just about bringing humanity closer together. And I think what a beautiful uh, piece that must be and, and what how heart-wrenching that probably was for, for the student to, to go through that journey and to write, to write this. So Mary, you know, whether it's theater or dance or opera or visual arts or animation, like literally it's all at UCF Celebrates the Arts. It's exciting. I'm going to be there. I know. I just wish I could do everything. You can. <laughs> can you? Is, <laughs> we, there, is there a we, way to map it out where you can you do can, everything? You can map it out. Take a sabbatical from CFCA. <laughs> <laughs> For 12 days and just where soak it all in. Go? Yeah, I actually am okay with that. But what about like the women in art panel discussion and Project Spotlight? Okay, fine. You might have to make a choice or pop out okay. one early and go to the... Not to prove you wrong, but I really do want yes. to see everything. We're you running know? two and three events at the same time. Yeah, but you have to, right? There's just sure. so so much going on. And it seems like, you know, that you uh, are activating truly the entire Dr. Phillips Center. So no matter where you walk or where you go, you're going to see art and experience Literally. art. Patrons have said when they come into UCF Celebrates the Arts, it's, it's just a completely different experience than when you go there for any other show because mm. that that lobby space is activated there is art there are exhibits there are people talking we have an architecture display this year we have the florida review table we have the college of sciences coastal program is going to have a table there's uh, music the, uh, the, these sculptures these dorothy gillespie sculptures are i can't stunning. wait stunning i was in there watching them make them today and they are stunning and I would imagine just the energy of so many creative people being there, excited to show their work, people excited to see work of their friends or neighbors or students. I, I, that The energy actually plays a big difference in how we experience mm-hmm, art, mm-hmm, right? It sure does. And, and young creative energy, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of very bright-eyed mm-hmm. and excited about what they're doing. Uh, not getting, They haven't got tired of it yet, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes... You ever get tired well, of it? You know, I, 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 I was hoping you wouldn't ask that, Michael, but since you did, yeah, you know, there are just days you're kind of get exhausted jaded, in the work, right? Yeah, yeah. I think back when I was 20, and boy, everything was just exciting then. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I think I was wondering if, if the move downtown for UCF is also going to enhance this experience with UCF Celebrates the Arts? Because I know you mentioned people don't really want to come out to UCF and they they get to experience this downtown, but now there is an ongoing, like everybody knows UCF is around downtown. So I feel like that's only even going to help this. I hope so. We'll see. I'm, we're hopeful that they're going to come over and, and come come check us out. Well, okay. Spoken like a true so marketing time, director. Give, <laughs> give the website address one more time. Sure. Any other way they can get in touch with you. And also, if you are going to attend listener Bring a neighbor, bring a friend, bring a family member, and ask them to do the same. That's how it grows. It, it's That's so true. Thank you for saying that. Um, the tickets and information are at arts.ucf.edu. We can, you can also get tickets on the phone um, or at our box office in person if you want to come out to the campus. We, have, we do have box office. We do suggest that you get your tickets 
in advance because we don't use Dr. Phillips Center um, ticketing their box, box office, office. Mm-hmm. and so the lines can get long if you are if you have to get them there. Mm-hmm. So I highly suggest you get tickets before you come over, and you can just show them on your phone. That's fine, um, but but that that is one recommendation. And online is the preferred method. Mm-hmm. There's no wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love it when I have tickets to a show and they just swipe my phone. It's just so easy yeah, it's these so days. Easy. It, it is. I was just going to give a shout out to all the um, our partner arts organizations that are involved as well. I yes. know you did kind of uh, throughout the conversation, but of course, Dr. Philip Center, who hosts who hosts the event, uh, the Orlando Shakes, the National Young Composers Challenge, the Orlando Philharmonic Orchestra, and the Repertory Theater, affectionately known as the Rep. And then, of course, OUC, WCF, and Life at UCF are great sponsors and supporters of the event as well. We know that none of it could happen without um, with all those partners and collaborators. So, a shout out to all, to all of those organizations. So, um, tell us, just you know, I know this is, might be hard, but what is the thing that you're most excited about, Heather? Like, what are your like? I have to, I have to go to that thing. Oh, every year I have, I have my moment. <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. It, it One. Is. Okay. The lights go down on the first show, and I sit in the back of the theater, and ah. <sighs> oh, you just breathe. And, and, Here and, it goes. And now we get to we sit back and it goes like uh-huh. the, this everything has been set up and it's in motion and we watch it go and it's a beautiful I usually cry a, a, a little bit of happy joy that that we're off and running again but it's a it's a beautiful moment and um and so this year I'll be at the percussion concert uh-huh. ready to go to watch watch you know watch the students we get to sit back and actually watch them shine on these gorgeous stages you know I, one of the things that's special to me about this event is seeing those students in that space on campus our students have facilities that aren't designed for music concerts or for theater mm-hmm. to be made. And they perform in the community. They perform at middle schools and high schools and, and places of worship. And we're so grateful for those opportunities. But this is our chance to see mm-hmm. them in, in a place with, that matches their talents. Mm-hmm. And it is just beautiful. I love that. And it will set their expectations for mm. bigger and greater things. Mm-hmm. And I want to send a shout out, too, to we have a very, um, it takes a village. And a part of our village are the backstage students. We have an mm. incredible stage management program. And along with our professional company that runs the event for us um, and the all of the IATSE guys uh, and women, the union people, our students work right side by side. Our stage management students run the entire event. Mm. And uh, under Claudia Lynch's supervision, they do an unbelievable job and get an unbelievable experience running a major festival while they're still undergraduates. Our design tech students are in those spaces, hanging the lights, focusing the lights, building the sets, Mm. turning over the shows. They get this incredible opportunity to experience a high level festival uh, while they're still in school. And, you know, for some of them for four years running and Mm. they do an incredible job and uh, our front of house students. I mean, we couldn't do it without them as mm-hmm. well. Um, we could never afford to run this kind of festival without the student infrastructure, and they're quite incredible. And our professors who prepare them are quite incredible too. Mm. I think a production is as wonderful as a stage manager, as well as any other part of that performer. I have a niece majoring in stage management, and I said, "What made you decide that?" She said, "Well, the stage manager is there from the first read through until the very end. They're at every stage, every rehearsal, mm-hmm. every fitting." Uh, and they know what's going on all. And I never thought about it that way. 
I went, you're right. Yeah, they get to be part of every single piece of it. Mm -hmm. Well, we applaud all the hard work that all three of you and the village (laughs) is doing to create opportunity for students here in Central Florida. And listeners, uh, please go check out uh, UCF Celebrates the Arts. You can start reserving your tickets on March the 2nd. Well, that already happened. You can reserve your tickets now. (laughs) Now. Go get them right now. Walk over. I know it's 1130 at night on Sunday, but go get your tickets. (laughs) A couple events are already sold out. They were wonderful. They were (laughs) Visit arts.ucf.edu or you can call 407-823-1500. Mary, we will definitely have to go check some of this out. Absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, and thank you for joining us, Carrie and Heather and Michael. And we'll see you all at UCF Celebrates the Arts. Join us next week on Magic 107.7 FM from From the the heart. heart.